Not a page was written and the age was mentioned, chosen, holding to predestination. Okay. We don't, it's not like we're trying to keep people out of a club. Why there's a legitimate problem with LDS conceptions of what God is in the first place. We have the only Christian religion where God has the smarts, the will, and the capacity to save absolutely everybody who's ever lived on the earth. The thief on the cross? What about the 99 billion people who've never heard the name of Jesus Christ? They're all automatically damned to hell. Age was mentioned, chosen, holding to predestination. Seek the text, the best explanation. Y'all, welcome to Street Apologists Live. I'm your host, Vocab Malone, and uh, this is the show where we serve the underserved and look into the overlooked. Got a special edition of Street Apologists today. It's one of the few times it's actually not live. It's pre-recorded. That's my fault, technical difficulties. But listen, you like the content, please hit the like button. Please share this, and please comment and support. We're going to be talking today to the Midnight Mormons going to ask some questions about LDS culture, theology, and I think they're going to do the same thing with me. So with that, hey, welcome to the show. Come on in, guys. Midnight Mormons, introduce yourself. All right, I guess. Yeah, you go first. I guess I'm going first. You go first. My name's Kwaku. Uh, Vocab's audience may be familiar with me. That the interview we did back in 2020 it got just got re-uploaded, and I look a little bit different. I look like a, such a little kid in that one. It's just gets crazy. So. Here I am back, keeping the stripes and the pearl necklace, yeah. which I get made fun of for, but that's all right. Okay, who's next? I'll, I'll they go. might know Quaku. Quaku and I, they to those who don't know, debated the Athanasian Creed over there on the Gospel Truth Channel. But was that with, a debate? Uh, was that? I feel like we were just vibing. We were vibing tonight, but we were debating. I mean, uh, you know, you got in some uh, digs at the end, and you kind of made a, a LDS altar call. You know, time is running short and all that stuff. Did I say that? that was based. Yeah, I mean, we always said that. It's kind of cool. I, I just, I love the concept of just vibing about the Athanasian Creed. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I mean, but it sounds like it did turn debatey at the end. That's funny. No, we were debating. I mean, I was, um, you know, scoring points left and right, and you were doing your thing. <laughs> sounds. Sounds I feel legit. like you can't debate without it being in person. I feel like Skype debates are just so... Uh, you guys get introduced to That minor delay. Though. Yeah, Cardin, go. Okay, I'm Cardin Ellis. Uh, I'm the creator of Midnight Mormons. Um, I'm a radio host at FM 98.1. I also run the Midnight Mormons YouTube channel and uh, have several other shows on different genres and subjects. I'm an independent movie producer in Los Angeles. Uh, just comedian, entertainer, all of the above. And that's my friend Brad. Yeah, that uh, does up? the show with me. Yeah, my name is Brad Whitbeck. I'm a Canadian, so as a natural consequence of that, I'm technically an apologist. Um, I'm also, uh, I guess, a, an actor, comedian, and writer. That's pretty much what I do. Some marketing and stuff. It's great. It's and Brad's under church discipline, so he's got his liaison to the Council of the High, <laughs> uh, Jonah Barnes, right next to him. That's right. Devout, I'm Jonah Barnes, devout member of the Church of Jesus Christ, disciple of Jesus Christ. I just heard that uh, Vocab Malone has <laughs> got the brains and the cojones to approach the black the, the, the Hebrew Israelites, and I thought... Or is that sentence going? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I got to see that. So glad to be here. Yeah, it seems really, you seem like a really cool dude. Well, Vocab, can I say one thing? I wanted sure. to, um, 
Just okay, one. so I, I I've been noticing I haven't just really one. done too many things in the apologetic scene because I never really liked the phrase apologist. Nah, because I kind of I mean I started out on a show called Saints Unscripted where it was a cultural show at first, and I kind of got tossed into the apologetic world, but and I kind of disappeared for a bit because you know I had to find a career. You know what I'm saying? Like you we don't really make money from this, so I was like I gotta figure out what I want to do with my life. But I noticed there's so many comments on a lot of those videos like that I interact with the Protestants asking like where I went. And if I was still LDS and all these things, it's like, yeah, I just had to like make a, a living. Like people I were like, uh, kind of like, yeah. Rumor on the street oh. is that you make your uh, living throwing red cup parties filled with Diet Coke off the BYU campus. <gasps> you could, you could phrase it that way. Scandal. Red cup. Actually, we don't do cups because to, you can get roofied. We just do the cans. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Pepsi's yeah. better anyways. Yeah, well, I, I found so out. Events. I do concerts, parties, and festivals. I found out that the Diet Coke was a thing with uh, you people. <laughs> <laughs> you people. When oh, um, something gets my people, the Vietnamese. When I saw uh, the the <laughs> James the Mormon video, and the whole oh, thing James, was based yeah. upon the concept of we need more Diet Coke, and I was like, this is like an LDS thing, I guess. I have no clue what that reference is at all. Oh, yeah. we don't know. We uh, I have no clue. No yeah. idea. Well, they're throwing a bunch of like BYU type parties, and everyone was, you know. Well, I, I mean, we we do all throughout Utah, but we do concerts as well and festivals in Utah, Idaho, and actually in Arizona now. So, it's more of I, I work in events. I, that's a, that's a better way to phrase it. Well, in the LDS Church, we all get paid, right? You remember the church? You know, yeah. you remember the priest? No, no, you pay the church. Tell me, twenty k. No, that pay us. salary. Pay yeah. Us. Wait a minute. Do you say you're doing parties in Arizona now? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did one uh, this past. Stay out of my state, man. No encroachment. We're coming. Do you understand me? I mean, <laughs> it's my Alex joke. You, We're coming for you. you understand me? You know what the Missourians did? Oh yeah. my God! Murder, murder is what <laughs> they did. Those I Christians. Like we could take it though. This time we'd win. Yeah, we, oh, we crush them this time. We 100%. have the Tongans on we got our side. Tongans now and no, this, we'd win. This time oh. you don't even have your own separate army. Back then you had like your own militia. Well, this time you guys are all. This is what people forget. Out you forget of, the part of the temple this, that's this not is, we didn't learn. <laughs> this is what modern North American Christians forget. Out of the anti-Mormon persecution of the 1840s, Jonathan Browning and his son John Moses Browning, the father of modern firearms invented like all of the patents that were used in like 90% of world war II's guns. And you know, in, in, in the future, I think world war three will be fine for us. So what I heard him say is uh, the LDS church takes full responsibility for the events of world war two. Got him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and here well, I thought Quaku was trying to pin it on the Calvinists the whole time. What I will say about no, Hitler was a theosophist. You guys have the past. <laughs> no, I saw your video with my buddy, Aaron. Oh, we that was a great one. Play. Okay. But to be fair, he fell into my trap when I said, is Anne Frank in hell? And he said, yes. I was like, this guy, how do you fall for the trap? That's like the easiest trap. He just dived in. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we call that uh, an appeal to emotion. I don't well, I mean, we could do the but... same thing with you, couldn't we? No. Uh, has, has Hitler gained a second chance due to baptism by proxy from your church? Yes, he has. So you can't guarantee he's in outer darkness, can Actually, you? Actually, no. We don't. So we could. Hey, we don't know I, that until I, the second coming happens. Yeah, the judgment hasn't even happened yet. I, the, the way that you're talking about it sounds like you may not quite understand the way that baptisms for the dead work. Mm. 
They well, get a second chance in the in the postmortem existence. Is, is yes, Christ's grace every, insufficient. It, I, not, I don't think it's automatic. I, I don't think that it's, it's not a second it's, chance either. It's just yeah. Then what's the point of baptism by proxy for the postmortem situation? Could a person in this life baptize himself to fake it for his parents or a girlfriend or whatever when his heart is not truly converted? Yes, you can have an ordinance performed for you. No, 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 no. I'm talking about baptism by proxy. I'm talking, yeah. maybe I'm not explaining, I'm talking it. about for those who are they, dead they when you have a stand in. Yeah, the, mm. their spirit has to accept it on the other side. That's just that's literally what I just said. That no, get, no, but, Hitler gets a second chance but it's in not, his postmortem existence. It's, it's thanks to you guys. So it's not a second chance. It is the opportunity for salvation that Christ extends to all human beings. Right. Oh, so what? Well, 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 how, how's it not a second chance? Because we have to choose chance. one person to explain this because everybody's trying to get their points in here. And there's go for it. My point go is a, a a chance in a postmortem. Uh, it's a postmortem offer. That's what I mean by a second chance. And that's why baptism, ah, okay. that's what, that's what happens. I'm just saying, you, you, under your theology, you have made a way, a pathway, because you want to use Anne Frank, Kwaku, we could say you've made a pathway for to go to heaven. So we've made no such pathway. Well, no, we've made not, not a pathway, pathway for A potential God, pathway. God has revealed a pathway for all men. Everyone. That, which amen. includes Come on. No, no, yeah, obviously. And we say, like, for example, is one of God's children? Yes. You don't know. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm talking about. Is our brother? Well, we're all brothers in You don't know. You don't know because you don't know what he's done in the postmortem. But if he, like, just accepted Christ as his savior right before committing suicide in his bunker, does that mean he's saved already anyway? So here's what I like. Uh, Here's what I like, which I thought would happen. Instead of dealing with what I brought, it's that. Remember, we believe in salvation by grace alone, through faith alone. So if you have any person sincerely turning to Christ, that's the case, because all it takes is the grace of God. Ours is just a little bit later. It's a whole different system. It's directly we're tied with your concept page, of works. Though. So check it out. The perfect example is the thief on the cross. Whenever people bring that up, I'm like, yeah, just like the thief on the cross. Just like that. And so, and so the, this is really no different. It's just a little bit. It later. is absolutely it's different because you have something that has nothing to do with the person's choice in their one time they have. Hebrews nine twenty seven. It's appointed for every person once to die, and yeah, then after Lazarus, it's not that true. But the point huh? is, like, obviously, it's going to be a little later. Like, like, it's not like we baptize them. Like, but up now they're in heaven. No, I don't the, think the that though. I didn't say that. Mostly, I know. I know. Let Let me finish. Okay, the process exists mostly for people who didn't have the, chance. the gospel in this life. Yes, there's going to be some people that heard about it and rejected it that naturally, as a part of existing in a spirit world, may hear it again, but their hearts are probably dark enough they're not going to accept it. Even if they did, I assume there's also a, level, a process that has to happen there for true and genuine repentance. But the reality is, if you accept it on your deathbed, that's that's great. But if you've never, if you didn't know about Christ, you're not just going to go to hell. Jesus isn't harsh and evil. What's going to happen is you can be taught the truth in the next life. So it's really, I don't see what's that crazy about well, it's it. Funny, it's funny. It's, it's, it's ironic yeah. as an appeal to emotion. We have the only Christian religion where God has the smarts, the will, and the capacity to save absolutely everybody who's ever lived on the earth. The thief on the cross. What about the 99 <laughs> billion people who've never heard the name of Jesus Christ? They're all automatically damned to hell. So our God is pretty compassionate. It's the same God, though. That's the thing. Yeah. I feel like we got to get away from saying our God. It's the same God. We just know 
Well, no, no. Or we I mean, just sing it and say, "Our God is an awesome God." Our God. Should we all sing it together? Isn't. I mean, that's. I mean, th- those would be, a, I guess, you know, your assumptions you would make, well, which so I understand. Actually, you know, I got a question here because but, I'm probably the least apologist of all of us right here, and uh, you Calvinists get dunked on all the time online. It seems like all of the evangelicals and the other Christians, when they start talking theology. They go after the Mormons first, the Catholics second, and then the Calvinists third. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I prefer to ask a Calvinist what they think instead of hearing what an anti-Calvinist has to say. Um, so you can always, you know, craftily uh, create questions about, oh, he's been baptized for the dead by you, meaning he gets a second chance or whatever. That could be somehow accidentally taken as some kind of tacit endorsement or whatever. Um, I, I want to know, what what is the answer to Brad's question he posed earlier If in his last 24 hours being presented with the gospel, um, the bad man with a mustache that we don't mention a lot on YouTube, so we don't get pinged. Oh, yeah. If he were to all of a sudden realize, oh, what I've done is wrong. I accept Jesus Christ as my savior. Uh, What was me? I need Christ's atonement. Would he be saved? Yes, but that's not how we even picture salvation as reformed people. We picture it along the lines of John 6, where he says that no one comes to the Father, no one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. John 6, 37, John 6, 44 passages like that. And so for anyone to come, they are first drawn. And in fact, the reason they're drawn is because they've been given. In fact, Ephesians 1 says predestined. And so it's a much different picture. It's not a like, well, I guess it's a radical change where God actually does what he says he would do, which is replace the heart of stone with the heart of flesh. So it's it's God acting upon the will towards his glory. So that's one of the biggest things that's a massive difference between the LDS strong emphasis on what they call agency versus a reformed understanding that places the only one who truly has free will in a technical sense is actually God himself, the one true God himself. So, yeah, that could happen with Hitler if God so choose, if God so choose or anybody. But it doesn't have to do with the works thing. You know, this whole baptism by proxy after death. You know? Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm, I'm kind of unfamiliar, so I just want to be sure. So you said, OK, if he were to accept Jesus Christ 24 hours. By the way, this isn't some loaded set of questions. This is literally just me. Chilling, trying to figure this out. <laughs> I'm going to ask you questions about uh, uh, um, de- deathbed conversion from Adolf. It's not loaded, though. Yeah. It's, okay. Well, it's, it's not it's, on purpose. It's this is where, where we landed. Went. Hey, you started out with the baptisms of the dead of Adolf. So No, I did not. I made a joke about World War in response. I'll tell you, Dr. Train, in response to your World War II situation with the Mormons with the guns, right? I made a joke, which was saying, so we can pin uh, World War II on Mormons. And, and then, then got response said, like Quaku tried to do some stuff with my buddy Aaron because he did he did the whole uh Anne Frank thing. And then the Hitler thing, you see what I'm saying? That's that, that's impressive. This is because we're all bad people who are bad at listening to each other. <laughs> no, oh, oh, no, that's great. So so anyway, so here's my question. You if I understand this correctly, you said, okay, yes. In theory, um the bad man with a mustache that did all those bad things could be saved on his in his last 24 hours of life by accepting Christ as his savior. But that couldn't happen if God didn't predestine him to do that. Right. Representing you correctly. Yeah, Yeah. that's That's right. right. Okay. So then 
So he has There's no, no chance. Th- yeah, well, no, hold on. Let me just figure this out. Um, well, can I, let me show you one place why I say that, though. So, you know, no, Ephesians I, I, 1 I, I is, get there's is a place. what I I'm just trying to understand the internal logic because sure. why would he need to confess that Jesus is his Savior? And why or, would you call it a conversion if it were not a choice from within, like that burning of the bosom that it talks about? It is about. a choice from within, but it's because God has acted upon the human. It's a holy, it's miraculous. So do you, okay. you remember in the, so, remember so in the, the unconverted so just haven't been acted upon by God yet? Remember? Well, they, they, they have, but perhaps for wrath, like Paul says in Romans nine, he says, there's some for mercy, some for honor, dishonor some for loose. dishonor, some for, yeah. You so, so, so remember in the old Testament where you have the new covenant wait, 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 being so described. Wait, what's dishonorable use? Hold on. Just catch me up here. I'm sorry. By the way, I, I'm sure you got scriptures for it. I, I don't, I, I, I totally trust your scriptology here. I'm just trying to understand the, 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 the logic of it. So some of, of God's children are for dishonorable use and some are for what's it called? You said, uh, honorable use. Yeah. So, you know, this is in relationship to, uh, God's will. And, uh, says Romans nine fourteen. what shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? So, Hey, this sounds really unfair. The interlocutor saying, right. Which is what most people say, which shows they're the ones arguing with Paul, basically, right? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose I have raised you up. Hold on, this is the last part. That I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me this. Why does he still find fault for who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Well, and then it goes on with the thing about the clay. And then it says, what if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called. So that's just one place. But that's why people become reformed. I wasn't raised that way. I read these passages. I felt as if I was, pun intended, forced into it by scripture itself. <laughs> okay. So no, then I, I guess of, this is my last question because yeah, I need sure. to wrap my head around this. People have talked about this predeterminism thing before. So then are all, so, so Hitler can't have a deathbed confession because God didn't act upon him. He's part of that negative use category. All the unbaptized Jews and Slavs <laughs> and gypsies that he killed were predestined because they didn't get acted upon by God as well. And so nobody in this equation made it back to God of all of that misery and suffering. Oh, I don't mean, I don't know who's who, but he knows who are his number, which is a word he really uses. You know, the Bible talks about among the number, the number. Of, okay, well, what's of the, the mark of, of the like, people you know, that are the number? Is it baptism? I'd assume it would be, right? Because you're quoting the New Testament. Well, so, so baptism, you know, for people who don't believe in baptismal regeneration, it's an outward sign of an inward reality. So it's certainly the mark of a disciple, but it's not what determines, if you want to put it that way, the person's salvation. That has to do with believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. But that doesn't happen unless the person is given the gift of faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 10 says part of the gift that God gives us is actually the gift to believe. And that's why we should pray the prayer that the man prays to Jesus, where he says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. 
Yes. Okay. So I guess my last question is, is it possible maybe then with this theology that of those 6 million people, and I hate using World War II bad mustache man references because it's... Uh, it, it, Kwaku does it, and that's why we're in this mess. The, the only reason it works <laughs> is because people are familiar with it. We'll exit this analogy pool as soon as possible. But yeah. w- it, are, are you suggesting that maybe amongst those 6 million, there was people that did believe and are saved and not in the for his negative use category maybe we just don't know about it or well yeah of course i don't i mean how how would we know who's who how would we know what happens i mean how would we know any of that but i mean what's interesting about your question is it directly relates to romans 9 in romans 9 people are saying hey uh this is the promised messiah but yet a lot of the jews are rejecting their messiah and then paul goes into this explanation specifically for that reason to say look God has caused a temporary blindness, a temporary hardening. And then he gives Old Testament examples to show where this happens. He gives Pharaoh. He talks about Jacob and Esau. And he says, this is what's happening now. And then the section ends with, but at the end, uh, there's going to be basically the way I interpret Romans 11, if you read the very end, is that there's going to be a great revival among specifically Jewish people. But the whole passage is designed to explain lack of belief. And that's why Jesus says, "You you can't accept me. Because you're not my sheep. So my sheep no, hear okay. my voice. So there's no act performed by the person. For example, the no. woman who had the issue of blood when she reaches out and she touches his robe. Oh, that's not salvation, though. You no, don't know I, about the state I, I, of her I, heart. I'm just I, I'm just trying to provide an ex- a scriptural example everybody knows. Um, or hopefully most of your audience knows. So Yeah, we've seen The Chosen. Yeah. Okay, rock on. So there, it was in the most recent episode. It's Mormon. It's the Mormon show. It's a Mormon show. So, so well, we're, it's compatibilistic though. So that's a term that means what, what? There's a parallel track essentially. It's people are making the choices, but it's God's will that ordains it. That's why it happens. So, so, so it's not which ones are predestined and go to heaven and which ones don't. We have no way of knowing. That's why our command is our command that we are under is to preach the gospel to all. So, we don't, how would we know? That's not our job. Our job is to be faithful witnesses well, why to the all. the commands for baptism and all these other acts we have to perform to d- demonstrate our faith? Matthew 28, 19 like says, prayer, baptize them. So when they become believers in the one true Messiah, the first step is they are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But so that's just be, us being obedient. Okay, so what, what I, I have to do with, and then we have to Brad as well. Okay, I guess yeah, you're going forever with this. Yeah, part. I was going to say, I, I'm so, not. Well, understand. Reformed theology is one of the most offensive as far as its naked claims to most LDS folks. I meet. doesn't mean they don't like me the most, but because it's the it's the it's the Christian, it's the version of Christianity that places the least emphasis on something that a lot of LDS people prize in their lingo, agency. Will. We well, place I, the agency upon God, I, I so it's a say, much, uh, it's a it's a stronger pill. It's a tougher pill to swallow. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I Especially if you're raising that's the that. reason of the offense. It to me, where my mind goes is, it seems like the spiritual version of a, a, a worldly elitism. Like I mean, there's a I, I literally. I, I mean. Here are the people that are better. It's like a spiritual caste system. These people have never been chosen for salvation. They won't be, and that's how God. It seems dark. It I, seems. I, I well, lived card, in let me finish. Well, hold on. Let's stop there, though. Kwaku. Why? Why were the Jews chosen out of all the nations of the earth? Well, I think that's okay. To be fair, all people were chosen. It's a history of that covenant, but all children of God on earth, by virtue of being children of God, are chosen. None were and, chosen and to really, bear the Messiah, though, Kwaku. You can't. 
You gotta there's a special chosenness. Up. You gotta let me finish. Yeah, but I'm saying, so why were they chosen upon your reckoning? Well, that's one story of the covenant, which is why we have mm-hmm. other scriptures like in the Book of Mormon. You have other covenants. But what happens when you have this ideology of only certain people are chosen and the the others are destined for hell is you get the darkness we've had in, in world history. You get the justification for these mass murders. And that's why I brought that up initially. Like you brought up another thing and I'm like, where did you get that from? Now I remember. And it's like, from you. Yeah, it's like, man, John Calvin and Klaus Schwab. We, why are they both from Switzerland? Now I know. Is that the home of bad ideas? You know what I mean? Like John Calvin's from France, actually. Of the WEF. So I just like I, I I think we get the darkness in the world and a lot of the darkness of the great apostasy, at least the tail end, is from this rather pernicious idea that God <laughs> has not chosen all of us, but He has, and that's Quaku Quaku. We all have a tr- we all have a chance. But and the the, the, the I, uh, you know, I know you don't agree, but I think God made. <laughs> well, no, I can tell you why. So in the eighteen hundreds, equally with the exact same chance for heaven. When when the eighteen when during the eighteen hundreds, uh, the the pervasive american christianity wasn't the reformed or the puritans at that time uh, around the time of the second great awakening it was much more arminian the first great awakening was much more reformed so you're saying well this is where we get the bad ideas and great apostasy i'm not bringing but that, 18th the bad, century i was talking about john no Calvin no 19th century i'm saying the 1830s when joseph smith i said was looking at the different great apostasy no no i don't i'm not talking about 19th century i'm, I'm just, exactly what i said is what i mean so i i, I mean it, it's like we could point to a number of examples in history. You could point to you could pick go unroll a map and p- t- touch any country in South America. You're gonna have some horrific uh, uh, a war cry story, usually justified in the name of Christianity. But I, my 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 plea from my heart is for people to know every person by virtue of existing is chosen by God. We're all his children. No one's better than the other. And this spiritual okay, justification that others are better is what is creating so much pain and darkness. From the Bible, from the Bible. That interpretation of the Bible. But yes, good. No, well, no, how but, is that different than the Hindu? No, no, hold on. He didn't. Hold on, hold, hold on. I feel, I hear what you're saying, but just to my ears, and by the way, your name says Cardinalis, but I, I know it's because it's only one. You guys changed it to Midnight Mormons on a little thing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, hold on. But look, Kwaku, what it sounds like, I'm just saying to a person who, when you're, when you get trained in this stuff, it sounds like you're emoting, but it doesn't sound like you're answering biblically because you never answered why Israel was chosen, but there's a biblical answer. Deuteronomy seven, well, I, for I, you I, are a people holy to the Lord, your God, the Lord, your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession yes. out of all the peoples who were on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more a number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, chose you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers yeah, that the Lord had brought you out I, I, with a mighty I, I, hand and redeemed you. I know where you're going with this. I slavery. completely agree. Now, However, I know what that's I'm not saying the is the covenant that exists, which is why I, I didn't entertain Quaku, the I don't think it's the only covenant. Quaku, remember I mentioned the new covenant earlier. I, I, this is not the new covenant. I don't believe in just the in one covenant, but I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I'm, I believe in something called progressive covenantalism, like which would be the opposite. I, I think but what I'm is, saying is, this is, it's different definitions here. This is what no I, covenant is is a, is a unilateral promise made by God that He's going to keep. But look, here it is, where you see He's saying to Israel, "It's not because you're better; it's because I." wanted to in my own purpose for my own reason, which is to have a treasured possession, which we now know um, is to produce the Messiah. He, he so same thing with any, any same thing. The analogy is for the modern era. Why does God choose anyone? He, he we never does say it's because they're worse. You know, he's like, you are the least in number, right? 
Right. So, so and then that's what exactly. And that's what first Corinthians one says. So it, so Quaker is saying, oh, it produces elitism. Da, 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 da. Well, first of all, there's an argument by pragmatism. If it does, that doesn't bear on its veracity or it's if it's false. Right. That just tells you you don't like the outcome. But the reality is that the Bible says he chooses the least. But notice it says he still chooses. So you can't equally say, well, we're all chosen. Then then what does chosen yes, mean? What does the elect mean? Hyper-focusing it, doesn't mean complete exclusion. And I think that's what you're assuming out of that scripture. And I know <laughs> and, and, and it's true. I mean, oh, Cardin, I think you got to. I, I mean, but remember, I read Romans oh, 9. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Hyper-focusing hyper doesn't equate to exclusion. And I, I, uh, and obviously in LDS belief, we have another scripture that outlines explicitly how God still has other chosen people. And again, this goes back to the fact when you understand the full picture and the true nature of God, all people are chosen. One history recorded does not mean other histories have never been recorded. One history being highlighted does not mean God did not make promises with other people. Else, why would he populate a world? And so I know it's the Calvinist, you know, immediate kickback to say, well, this is an argument from emotion. It's not really. I think it's more of an argument from reason and 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 trying to divide emotion from reason as if we're these incredibly intelligent beings that have the power to do so and that there's no reasonable reason, reasonable reason. There's no logical reason for us well, ever to cross God over. God emotes and he created us in his yeah. image. And I don't. Get. Emotion's a good thing. How, 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 I'm not, is, how is this different? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it doesn't make your argument true. No, that, well, that's because not you're full, right. But that's not my full argument not, at all. And I think yeah, it is because so, because there's no, you, there's really no verses that are going to combat what I'm saying because what I'm saying is in accordance with scripture. It says, what if God desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? I'm just reading what it says, so, and it so says some of that these people were prepared for destruction in order to demonstrate God's, God's predestination of the ones that weren't prepared for destruction. Yes, because that's part of that's part of him showing his attributes is also displaying his wrath well, and judgment. Well, hold on, can somebody just explain to me how is this different than the Hindu caste system saying you are the untouchables, you are the filthy, you've been predestined for this badness, or the Hebrew because Israelites? It's okay, the same. so it's, it's the same darkness. You're the same thing. That's why so, you project your interpretation. Well, I don't want to exactly call it thing. darkness. I don't want to call sorry. it darkness. And, and I just, I, I want to make sure we understand where you're coming from, vocab. So if we can like ditch all of the um, mustache man and everything, and I, I, I want to understand because you told us earlier. Well, no, I'm asking, it, how is it different than the Hindu caste system? Saying, well, some of you are the untouchables, and it's because can, of can I some predetermined supernatural might help thing us earlier. Get there, okay. Um, because I think one of the things, like you talked about, we we come from a tradition where we highly value agency. Uh, you told right. us earlier that you're uh, you were raised Pentecostal and that you believed that man had free will. I, I I'm curious, and maybe this will help us in this discussion. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'm completely off base with this question. But um, can you help us understand what it was? And you you kind of mentioned this a little bit already, uh, but I'd like a little bit more elaboration. What convinced you and brought you from feeling like you had a choice and convinced you that man doesn't choose and that God is the only one who can choose that we don't really have free will. What there's no free will. What, what made that switch for you? What was that? Well, it's, I don't necessarily agree with the way you worded all the things and antecedent to your question, but I can answer your basic question yeah, yeah, of what yeah. you're saying. And, and feel free to correct anything in what I said. Cause that, I mean, I probably just have a bad Brad, understanding. Brad's I understand the, everything. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand the basics of what you're asking. Yeah. But honestly, uh, 
you know, I wasn't, I was not, I was raised in an environment when um, I first told my grandma I was going to go to Bible college. She said, uh, oh, that's good. Just uh, don't become a Calvinist. You know, that was the first thing my Southern Baptist grandma said to me. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really know what that meant uh-huh. at that time. I didn't really have a clear idea. I just knew, well, that's bad. I don't want to, whatever that is, I don't want to do that, you know, <laughs> right? So my point is, it wasn't so much, it, was, it wasn't pressure in the background or anything like that. Yeah. It, it, it Honestly, I'm just saying, I had regular Bible reading and I really uh, sought to uh, read it in a, in a way where I said, okay, what's the context? What's the intent of this? Whether I liked it or not, whether it made me feel uncomfortable or comfortable. And, and were and so these studies that were I was like- at a Pentecostal Bible college, but they taught hermeneutics. And so uh, uh, by the, the time, time I, I left, left the Pentecostal Bible college, college I was um, less Pentecostal than I had went in because they taught proper hermeneutics. And then over a period of time, it led me to a much stronger view of God's sovereignty. And I was talking to another family member one day on the phone. And we were just talking about theology, mm-hmm. and they and said, so you, you kind of sound like a Calvinist. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, no. I was like, we, oh, no. Like, we, you sound just like John Piper. And I was like, really? And like, yeah, are you a Calvinist now? I was like, I, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it, so it was, it was that kind of thing. It was where, I, I, from my perspective, I started reflecting more of what I was reading, which had a much stronger predestinarian tone. And it was mainly from constant exposure to scriptures. And I realized that was really much clearer the message of scripture. Now, that's not the essence of the Bible. That doesn't mean that's all there is there. But I would no longer have the same view of, of who God is and who man is in the same way that I did prior. And I just think it's very different than the LDS background. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, the, God is who he is, right? So we don't get to say how he is, who he is. And, I'm, and I know, I think you guys believe that. So if he really presents himself as this way, wh- whether we like it or not, it's who he is. But when you see him, you do like it because you're like, God didn't have to save anybody. You realize he's under no obligation to display mercy, you know? Can, can I just ask one last question on this? Yeah. Um, You believe we're created in God's image, right? Imago Dei, yeah. Classic doctrine. And that kind of seems natural to all of us. I I believe that God the Father chose to be called God the Father of all the titles he could choose, the honorable, the great one, whatever. He he chose to be called Father because I, I feel that he feels that's the natural relationship we have. And if I understand you correctly, I want to steel man your argument here. You're saying that you naturally fell into Calvinism through reading scriptures because you you felt that the reading itself led you to that Calvinism. I'm asking you if if your Calvinism was a natural response to the world you saw around you when you interpreted the scriptures, what about the world around you led you to believe that people who suffer immeasurably are predestined to that as useful vessels of God and won't receive salvation later. Well, predestined to suffering is, is different than predestined, predestined to, to salvation. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, you could be predestined to both. There's some that are useful to show God's wrath. And then some that are, 
are used to show his his power, right? So I guess yeah, I, I mean I that's that's what that's what it says. Like Job, for example, he was predestined for suffering, but also he's part of the cloud of witnesses. Okay, so I guess I, I lived in Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. I, I I've seen miracles, God operating in people's lives. I've seen tragedies. Um, it is the suggestion that some of the children who suffered brutal cancers over multiple years and difficult chemotherapies a useful tool of God that will be condemned afterwards if he just happens to think they need to be condemned. And if he does, what's the rubric by which he's condemning them to that suffering? But, but you're, am I wrong? You're conflating suffering with condemnation. If you're in Christ, there's no more condemnation, regardless of how much suffering you face. I think he's asking both in one. Because this yeah. is a true. Story. Yeah, those are two. Just those are not related, right? Can every kid so, that died in the children's hospital be saved? Can they? Yeah. Are they? No. And and if there's no measure that they take to choose whether or not they're saved through belief or confessing God, it's a decision made by God Himself. So what's the rubric He uses to choose which for His glory? That's what Ephesians says. No, but what 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 has what makes Him choose? Like even a law according to His purpose. purpose. I mean, that's what Ephesians, so I can only, I can only answer, um, according to what the Bible says, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying I can't say any other words. What I mean is that I can't speculate beyond that. If I, if I, if I can say, let me rephrase this in a lottery, there's 1500 balls. We had one last question. We got to get to Brett. Okay. I just, this is my last one. You guys can have a heyday. There's 1500 balls in a lottery. We see it on TV. One man comes in and he chooses it. Even if he's just to say this is chosen at random, so it's fair for everybody that bought a ticket, that's the rubric. Randomness itself. What's God's rubric? He's not a God of chaos. He, right, like, but but I'll sh can I show you? God. What's the rubric if it's not baptism? So Ephesians 1, verse 11 and 12, it says this. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined. Now here's the kata. Kata is according. That's but everyone. so, yeah, so you're adding, I mean, I mean, you're literally adding to what it says here, though, but okay. Now look what it says. We, just let me take me away from it. Having, it says, when it says we, it's speaking to uh, the, the saints at Ephesus here specifically, and this branches out to all those who That's are in Christ adding. only. Wait, are you from Ephesus? No, so this is damn, in the, not from in, well, let me, I could read you the whole chapter. Cause after that, it says wh who, who, the, who these people are and they're, and if you match these, then you're one of them too, why which people who are saved, be forever. but let me, let me just finish this. Finish. Let him finish guys. <laughs> in him, we were also chosen having been predestined. Now here's the kata according to, according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order so here's further reasoning that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. So it's in accordance with his will and it's so that he can receive glory. So that lottery I, ball number was picked for the purpose of his glory. But see, the lottery ball doesn't allow for the fact that you're dealing with an intelligent being. It's strictly random on your lottery analogy. God is making a plan before there's anyone here. Before there's any creatures. So, so it's not a lot. It's not a luck of the draw. It's according to his plan. It literally says according to his plan. So the lottery ball thing doesn't work because this is according to his plan. The lottery ball 
is not according to anyone's yeah, plan. It's yeah. a, it's an analogy that doesn't quite fit. I, okay. I get that. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying whether you got whether you like it or not, you, you have to. This isn't. Um, is, you is know, I'm finding UFOs Brad, <laughs> in the Bible. Brad Sawyer's. We got. I will talk after Brad. Yeah. I know. No, you, go you're ahead. Dying go, to say some I know. But I want to ask you guys a question about Mormon theology. I know people are usually what? fascinated. A lot of Mormons are fascinated by Calvinists because usually it's like, well, this is the most monstrous thing I've ever heard. How could anyone be a decent person and believe it? But we are reading the scriptures, and a lot of these scriptures we do not feel like non-reformed people give proper answers to. No, I, I would love to give some answers to it. I, I think what I find helpful with the dialogue I've had in the past with with evangelicals and then specifically with, with Calvinists okay. is I've sat down in Bible studies with Ken and Robbins and, and, and a lot of people I consider my close friends, and they'll, re- they'll say, look, I'm going to show you predestination. And they will read nine verses straight. And I go, I have no clue where you're getting predestination from there at Out all. Out of that, yeah. So I found in, in these debates, it's never I really just read the word that said predestined, though. Okay, let me let okay. I found that these debates <laughs> it's never helpful to I found that it's never helpful uh to just read off scriptures. That all that does is really excite your audience, but the actual cross connection to make the point made doesn't really work. It just it's usually just like tossing meat to your own lions. When you get into the really nitty gritty of it and we break it down, that's where we, f- we actually get real dialogue happening. Mm-hmm. So that's why we generally stray away from just I'm gonna read this whole thing. It doesn't do anything. It only makes it makes your keyboard guys happy quaku quaku it it does i'm so quaku but let me tell you smaller smaller breakdowns so first of all i don't at all quaku 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 generally don't no that maybe that's the way you think but i don't know for sure if i'm going to air this or not you know i think well you guys can you can air it on your end i'm just saying i don't know for sure it's not live right now Mm -hmm. i don't operate the way you're talking about quaku I don't know if keyboard warriors are going to see. I don't. That's, that, I, 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 speak, I don't. I, but I, I paint but, a picture when I speak. That just me as a person. But but, the, the but uh, Kweku, is, that's not how I, I operate. So but I let me operate very differently. I, very clearly. I, 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 but Kweku, what you're saying is irrelevant to who I am or to how I approach the scriptures. If we were, if there was no internet, we we're having this conversation. If I was at this stage of my walk, it'd be it'd be the same Kweku, regardless of an audience or anything like that. Right. But I would it say, does say predestined here. And it's not just to score points. It's if the scripture affects you. When you see clear concepts in there, you want to put them together in harmony with what you believe to make sure you're believing the right yes, thing. Yes. So, I, I was speaking from a perspective okay. of my experience, what I have not found to be effective and I have to be effective. That's not a dig at you. That's in the same way you're speaking from your experience, I reserve the right to speak from mine as well. So communicating to you respectively without laughing at you like you were laughing at me, I huh? find something is not effective, and I'm just communicating that because I think we can have a better dialogue if we break things down in smaller bits. That's not crazy to suggest, Brad. Right. So, I mean, the word there, it's uh, proorsus, and it means to predetermine beforehand. That's what or, the word literally where, means. Yeah. He's talking in Ephesians 1. Okay. Yeah, Ephesians 1, 5. It, that's what it says. That's not the only place, though. You know, because the reason why I went there is because you asked, well— What's why would God do that? You know, it says it again and again. In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him and, and, who works all things according to the counsel of His will. And, and I think maybe this can help us get a little bit more on the same page. And I'm sorry if you want to take this a different direction, by all means, do because I know <laughs> we've spent almost the last hour mostly us asking the whole time. Questions. Yes, yeah. So, so like. Um, by all means, if you want to take it a different direction, that's okay. I, I I do think there's maybe an interesting point 
to go over in in the scriptures you were just talking about, talking about God's specific will and his glory um, right. that I think maybe could get us to a interesting point of understanding, maybe. Um, but I know that we've just asked you a ton of questions. So if you have questions for us and you want to do that first, uh, by all means, we can do that. I, I just wanted to ask one. I just want to ask one thing. Yeah. Which Bible do you use? Uh, I use multiple Bibles. Hold on. I'm trying to get this different. I mean, I read from two different translations. I read from ESV and NIV just now. Because, but because I mean, it sounds like it sounds like your theology is very heavily built. I mean, it is it is rock built on your interpretation of one of whatever translation of the Bible that you're using. Right. Oh, I mean, no, no. That's why I mentioned the Greek word underneath there just now. Remember? And, and, and yes. Well, that Greek word comes from a particular it's not a source document. Right. It, well, it, no, no, no. The way the, the way the translations works is they're collations of manuscripts. Okay. So you get a Greek printed text, okay. but it's collated from actual ancient manuscripts. And that is what it says in Ephesians 1 and our oldest manuscripts of Ephesians 1. It so says the, that. The word, well, the word manuscript means written by hand, by the no, hand No, no, not in, not in biblical technical language. MSS mm. is specifically referred. Well, the MSS. If you're going to quote proursus to me, then then manuscript is perfectly legal to say it's written by hand. No, no, but I'm, I know, but that is what they are written by hand. But I'm just saying, th th specifically in this category, I'm just talking about things. Wait, hold on. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna say that that's not the word there? No, is that where just, you're going? It's just the, it's just interesting that everything that you're saying is heavily dependent upon your interpretation of the Bible. When the Bible is not self cognizant, the Bible Ooh, never, so so. The Bible so never that, says like this is what the Bible says. The word Bible doesn't appear in the Bible. So I'm yes. just trying to think of all that we're we're very much the LDS theology is very much concerned with the 99 billion people who never had a chance to hear or read the word Bible in their entire lifetime. We're very concerned about the rest of God's human family that is just hopelessly damned, according to your interpretation of the Bible. When the Bible didn't even exist, I mean didn't even exist for most of human history. And so and that's why the Bible that. says, how will they hear without a preacher in Romans? Doesn't it say that in Romans 10? How will they hear without a preacher? We put in context. Eh? So, Bible so says tough a lot. luck? No, but my point is what you're saying is, so that's why Christian missions have always existed. It's for that very they reason. They have not always existed. That is not true. Christian missions existed. have existed. Christian missions have existed since the foundation of the church. And and they what about the billions of people have. who lived on earth before that? What about the what about some? Well, that's that's a question. In India, who's but, never heard uh, the word Jesus Christ in his entire life. So do you understand? People? These are arguments. These are arguments that 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 all people who deal with the New Testament have to ask and answer. Right, because mm -hmm. you're not you're not asking me as a reformed person. This is what you're asking God. But what I'm saying. What is about that, all the people well, we before? An right. Well, we have an answer. Our answer is that the Bible that you're using is not closed canon. That's our answer. That, our on, answer that, is that's that a separate issue canon. from. That's a separate issue, though. It's not. No, it's not. It's, it's not because you basically. Yes, it is because if, if okay, regardless of if the canon, let's let's table the is a is a canon closed or not. The word predestined seal still appears in multiple times in all of our Greek manuscripts. That's not a variant well, there. That's not something. I mean, zip do No child reads the book, reads the Bible, and comes away saying, "Yeah, there's no such thing as choice and wait, free wait, no, will." No, no. Oh my I, good well, grief! Okay, don't, don't say no. Okay, now a few things. A few things. One is, I don't think it's a good idea to appeal to a child's understanding of what the Bible should be. Number one. Uh, like number two. <laughs> number two. I mean, a child right. can. A child can read what is necessary for salvation and understand it. 
right? What does Paul tell I'm Timothy? I'm still not understanding this. Can somebody help me? <laughs> so well, hold on. Can I? Can Paul argument. tells Timothy okay. that the scriptures that his mother and grandma have taught him since he was young are able are are sufficient for salvation. So he can understand the basics of them. So we we don't agree with the LDS claim that scripture is not clear. Timothy never it's a key, had it's a, he didn't it's have a key scriptures. Protestant it's a key key Protestant doctrine that's we we call the perspicuity of scripture that the main things of scripture are indeed clear. And that's what Wait, so part am, of the am I part condemned of the or no? One last part <laughs> of the beef between Rome and the Protestants was that Rome said, "Hey, this is not clear. You regular people can't have this in your hands. You will interpret it wrong." And the Protestant said, no, let even the plowboy know the scriptures better than the king. Right. And so there's a strong disagreement there within that issue. But none of that gets away from what Ephesians one plainly says. A lot of what you're saying, you got to understand is highly sectarian, meaning it's specifically coming from your place and your background, which I understand. But it's not it's not appealing directly to the scripture, which is the the main place it's going to convince guys like me with your interpretation of of the word predestination. And to add on to Jonah's point, Timothy didn't have the Bible. The New Testament. Timothy certainly did have the scriptures. No, he did not. The New New Testament we're speaking about was being made. I didn't say while you're in the movie. Guys, guys, it wasn't. You need. If I say a word, unless I mess up, I mean the word. He did have the graffa. The, that's the Greek okay, word for writing. That's what we're talking about. No, Do, because I'm not talking, talking about, about Timothy New having right the New Testament. I'm not talking about Timothy having the New Testament. About. That's my point. Timothy had access to the Old Testament, and he would have had access know, to part no, of the New no, Testament because no, he was living in it. All. That's not at all true. Well, What's not true? Access to the Old Testament. The Old Testament didn't exist. Can I? Can I settle down? Can I prove to you he did? Paul quotes the Book of Luke in Timothy. Okay. In the book, he quotes it. Vocab. 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 uh, You guys, everybody settle down. You're talking past each other. (laughs) I think what these guys are saying is the Bible and it's 20, at least the New Testament and it's 27 accepted canonical books wasn't closed canon until we basically argued about it in the third, fourth and fifth centuries. Mm -hmm. So the writers of those individual books in the first and second centuries didn't have that closed canon that we now call the Bible. What vocab is saying is that, no, no, well, well, they had the graffa, they had the books that would become it, and they had the, the knowledge and the, and, and the inspiration. They had the Bible 1.0. It, wasn't, it hadn't gone through beta testing and been closed canon for another 300 years and became the 3.0, but they had the 1.0, and that's good enough. Is that a fair enough representation of what you're trying to say? Partially, but I was being a little, I was saying they have the Old Testament in essence was what I was saying. Oh, okay. The Old Testament. Then, then that's, that's what I was focused on. But, well, but can I just Paul be the does quote for one second. <clears throat> but the, Paul the, does quote Luke in the, in the book of Timothy. He quotes yes, and, Luke. And Jesus Christ quotes the Old Testament and Jude quotes the book of Enoch. Sure. Great. They all quote each other. No, no. But the point is that the New Testament was is in existence because Paul quotes it to Timothy. We, we, oh, know, no. we know at least Luke was there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. I just, I, I just yeah, that's at least, one. at least that's what I'm saying. So, and specifically in the case of Timothy with Paul. Yeah. So am I condemned? I don't know the state of your heart. Are I don't know. I, I've accepted Christ as my savior. I love the atonement. I, I, I love Jesus Christ and I rely upon him uh, for the redemption of my sins. If, if I am condemned, could you instruct me how I know I'm condemned or if I am saved and one of those chosen one of God, how can I know that I'm one of those chosen ones and that I- I'm one of the so, ones that heaven will So, Carden, before, will we, before we go down that route, I feel like we've been asking 
four of us <laughs> asking vocab every question. Vocab's a great sport. You're a great <laughs> sport, dude, and you know your Bible. And and he knows it well. I appreciate but that. but but I know you've expressed more than once already that you've kind of wanted to ask us some questions as well. So I want to okay. make sure that we at least have that opportunity. Well, here. Is there a sim- <laughs> is there a 30 second answer how I can know whether I'm condemned yes, or not? Yes, sec- there is a 30 second okay. Corinthians 11:4. If someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul is chastising the Corinthians for doing such a thing. Well, I'm talking about the Jesus of the New Testament, the one that healed the No, 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 no. But the, no, no, I hear what you're saying, but the reason I turn there is because it says another Jesus. No, well, I'm talking about the Jesus of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. No, but, I love but, him. I've accepted him as my Christ. But Cardin, that's, that's the, the difference, difference between, between us. us. We... We do not, we wouldn't say that you have the same Jesus. Could I show you why? Because you have a Jesus well, who is busy. <laughs> no, no, because, well, I guess it's, it's Paul, is Paul gatekeeping when he says another Jesus? Yeah, he's gatekeeping. But we don't, I mean, if somebody says Jesus was a five foot two, um, 21st century Russian man living in Siberia, and you said, no, he's not. You're gatekeeping. Oh, you know? You're one of those Vladimir Putin stands they're talking no. about on Twitter right now. <clears throat> so, <laughs> and so my point, there's a historical Jesus, and he, he tells us who he is. We can't remake him in our image. So if someone comes and says, this Jesus well, no, was I'm not created. trying to remake him in my image. I'm saying I read the New Testament, and I love this Jesus Christ. He says, you know, uh, pray to the Father in this way. I pray to the Father in that way. Um, I accept him as my Lord, my savior, and I dedicate my life to his teachings. A- am I condemned? But you don't believe he's always existed. So you don't believe he's really No, no, yeah, God. he's the word. Just like it says in the book of John, he's the word he, and he's the but, light. He came down. He condescended to man. I'm grateful for that sacrifice. He died on the right. cross, suffered in but Gethsemane. He came into existence at a point in time when the heavenly father had relations with heavenly mother. Yes. <laughs> what? He came. <laughs> how how is Jesus the Son of God on LDS understanding? Jehovah. So you're saved if you believe that Jesus always existed. That's what he really cares well, about. No, he doesn't well, care if you. No, no, that's part of it. Part of that's part of it. Certainly, because what I'm saying is, you guys got to understand. A lot of what I'm saying is, I don't know how Christians express themselves. But this is has nothing to do with reformed or Calvinism. This is like no, I love to talk standard Christian and all that. I'm just still trying to figure out if I'm saved or not. This part is standard Christian stuff, guys. What I'm saying now. This isn't anything peculiar to uh, you know us weird Calvinists, right? I thought standard Christian stuff was forgive others, be kind and love and be humble and meek. I don't remember the part where Christ says, "If you don't believe that I've existed from always, you're damned to hell." That's the most important. Well, well, he does say that. Well, hold on, he does say that. God is eternal. No, God is eternal. And we he said, understand the eternities. He says, you're Jesus says, you don't believe that? Jesus says, if you do not believe I am he, you are condemned. We believe he is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. We do believe that. But you also believe things that are not true about Jesus of the Bible. And therefore, it's another gospel. So really what this kind of sounds like is if we don't believe the way you want, then we're not I knew, Christians. So I knew you would do that, but Christian. see, we, we could do that with you too. Remember the reason why I wanted to debate the Athanasian Creed with you? No, do you remember the years, reason? Three years ago, I have no memory. No. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you why. It's the right place to go, for sure. No, but uh, but I knew that, and here's why. Here's why. Okay. Because I know the original vision with the condemnation of all of our creeds and professors. And what's happened in modern LDS talk is it gets localized to some bad Protestants here and there. But I do not believe that's the traditional Mormon understanding of what Protestants have done. 
<laughs> no, we get deep into no no we i've condemned just about the whole dang world wait wait but hold on a second jesus christ in the new testament did that he he condemned the scribes and the pharisees who relied mm. upon their interpretation of the old testament and their scripture right okay themselves okay no no, no. let's the others so we're we're somewhat of an agreement here carden yeah what i'm trying to get you to say is or C is what I'm saying here. Cause you were like, well, I thought it was the other guy, love and forgiveness. I thought what I'm showing you is that the foundational story of LDS origins is you're doing the same thing, but with us. And that's why I wanted to focus on a Protestant creed with Kwaku because okay. it's a key creed that has to do with Christology. And that's why I wanted to focus on that creed. Cause I know that's the big dividing line ultimately so between us. Focus I, have, on the I have a question about the Athanasian creed. Sure. Well, I, I'm just wondering the purpose of us talking about it, which I, I want to. That's great. So I, I because guess you said it's a it's a corrupt, it's an abomination. I'm sorry. Okay. So the, so if I, I just want to make sure I I'm, it's I'm one of the things that defines mm. that we have another Jesus. Uh, no, I, I get that. that. That's I'm, why. I'm yes. Sure yeah. So I'm between sure between that I steel us, steel man his arguments here, so okay. that I'm not using straw man, and I want to make sure that I understand this. So mm -hmm. you're saying you can't. Okay, that I'm not saved. Or that you can't answer whether I'm saved or not because I have a mistaken understanding of Jesus that you think comes from my uh, uh, LDS-influenced understanding of Jesus. Yeah, another place I would go to is Galatians 1. I'm astonished that oh, oh, okay, you're so that, quickly but it's my deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So it's another Jesus and a different gospel. I, I, I get that. Bad, bad Mormon Jesus. I get that. Okay. So... Would me learning and accepting, doing the act of ingesting the theology of Calvinism, and 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 let's just say I signed up for a, a you don't have to be a Calvinist. You don't have to be. You don't. Have so to I be don't have to be a Calvinist. No, there's no true version of Jesus. I just need to be a Christian. Okay. No. So so, so are the so Presbyterians no, no. saved? Because they're well, Presbyterians are Calvinists. Okay, but not the Catholics. Not, not uh, yeah, Catholics are definitely not Calvinists. What about what about pagans? Are, are Catholics Christian or Catholic saved? Uh, I'm sure there's some who are, but it's in spite of their church's teachings, not because of it. Okay, all right. Because uh, their church teaches another gospel. Okay, well, well, just at the end of the day, could I take Calvinist lessons and become a Calvinist, and then that <laughs> act would get me out of the condemned category, and then put if, me in the saved category? No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. So if if the Spirit renews your heart and gives you new life, then yes. But some mere act doesn't do it. I mean, remember Jesus in John 6 says, yeah. have I not chosen you and yet one of you is a devil? So you can hang out with Jesus. You can even perform miracles. Judas went out when they went out two by two, performed miracles, and yet Jesus calls him a devil. So right? Can, can so it's I not, it's not a mere act. So huh? can I choose to do that or... Or is that already chosen for me by God? Everything that happens is based upon his preordained plan. That's what John 1 says, though. John 1 okay. says it's not by will or human exertion. I, I guess, you know. Klaus Schwab loves this. No, stop that. No, That's uh, no I'm being serious. No, no, I mean. I'm it, just saying I'm how, struggling. I feel like when I watched Tenet and I'm trying to remember which one of the timelines went where, and I just, no, I, I, this I does not I, feel like the plow boy to me. That's, I guess that's all I'm saying is that I, I feel like I'm an intelligent guy. I know I have over a 200 IQ. I feel like I would be able to get some kind of grasp of this. And I'm not quite having the grasp yet. It seems like 
if you have a mistaken understanding of Jesus Christ, even though I feel we're talking about the Jesus Christ of the New Testament, uh, you feel that I'm disqualified by other influences. It seems like only Calvinists then could be saved, which is fine to me because kind of Catholics say only Catholics can be saved. And, you know, Presbyterians kind of say like, we're the only ones that interpret Jesus, right? So only we can be saved. But to me, that seems that unless you are Calvinist, you're condemned. Yeah, I would never, never say understand that. Jesus Christ correctly. No, I would never say that. Because you believe that it's God who makes that decision, right? It, well, and yeah, yeah. you can't know other people's hearts. I, I Okay. Kind of uh, well, I partially, mean, but I'm saying, yeah. I mean, n- most Reformed people, Reformed is sort of synonymous with Calvinists. Most of them yeah. would never say only Reformed people are saved. Those who do, we would sometimes, we might call hyper-Calvinist, right? And that's not a very historically, or I don't think theologically tenable position. Well, we don't it, believe it, it, God yeah, has you take I, a, this is a systematic theology 501 quiz before you get into heaven. But we do believe John 1, 12, and 13. To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Here's the key. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So the new birth is literally dependent upon God's choice. Now, people enact the choice because he so enables them to do so. See, it's like I but outside of, outside of that, that, they won't. Part. <laughs> it's like it's, it sounds great, and then you added in that part. But again, this Wait. is, and I'm fine to, di- I know we're going to have to agree to disagree, because that's how uh, it but is. But added in, it said, nor the will of man. I do think... Um, I use that phrase. It feels like spiritual elitism to me because I can't. It seems like the, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful. This literally seems like the downstream religious version of of global elitism. Some are chosen, <laughs> some are not, and we are the deciders. I I, I just fundamentally reject it. And I know we're not. Wait, gonna, did no you one's say gonna, we no are one, the deciders? Mormon on this live stream, and then uh, we're not becoming, uh, you know, your flavor of Christianity. So yeah, obviously we have to move on, but. Uh, Quickie, did you say we are the deciders? No, no. What, what, um, I think when he said no, we, no, he no, was no. talking Mormons about are, Calvinism. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying the global elites are the deciders, right? Governments are the deciders. World banks. Yeah, but are the in Calvinism, it God's the like decider. Spiritual downstream version of that, where and it and it makes perfect sense as to why when uh, European governments were embracing Protestantism and the church and state were combined this flavor of Christianity was used as the power tool to subjugate others. Wait, what are you talking about? History. Well, Spain, was, Spain was not Calvinist, Quaku. France was not Calvinist, Quaku. They're both I Roman Catholic. You I just said, said this flavor said of Christianity. No, you said, said this flavor of Christianity. Okay, and you and, just said that you're talking for all Christians, okay? So let's not, I mean, let's not get semantically. They what? all understood what I was saying. No, they, I did not understand what you're saying. Jonah and Brad understood what I was saying. Uh, but clearly. but I want to make sure that, I mean, at least... I clearly did not. Vocab understands what you're saying. Okay, I was not... Sp- okay. What I'm saying is, the kind of Christianity you are espousing, okay, whatever umbrella name you want to give it, because it, it is a sentiment shared by multi-denominations, is the same kind of Christianity that during the tail end of the Great Apostasy was combined with government to subjugate people. We can find this pointed throughout history plentiful, which is a reason I reject it because God's word will never be used in a way to subjugate harm or genocide others. That is why I go back to that. You can call that an appeal to emotion. I just call it common sense, but I recognize we're not going to agree on this subject. We've kind of been going in circles here anyway. 
So you're not coming a Latter-day Saint on this uh, podcast, and we're not becoming your flavor of well, Christianity. I don't think that's fair, Quaker, to say just because state-sponsored violence was Calvinist that that Calvin <laughs> is, is responsible for it. I'm not because saying then we'd have to say that Catholics are responsible for uh, the. To me, well, that's a little Cardin, bit dicey. I, Cardin, I said multi-denominational is what I said. So okay. no, I'm not saying it's just. I, I guess I'm just wondering. I'm no defender of Roman the Roman Catholic Church during the Middle Ages, not I, even slightly. I I mean. Huh. I, 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 I just I wonder, wanna... is it a failure that I didn't understand this? It, I don't know if that's a failure of Calvinism that I couldn't get whether I'm saved or not, or because that doesn't if, seem like plowboy accessible to me. Well, I mean, if you have a Jesus who was created versus one who was not, I mean, that's sort of a simple thing. You don't have a Jesus who's God. That's it. And if mean, you have a salvation that's partially based upon your own works. It seems like a very specific set of standards super... that has like a man. Created. Well, it's the essence of salvation. So it's not a nitpicky thing. It's not some re- irrelevant matter. It's your, the, your belief in the time of the creation of Christ. That's. He wasn't like, created. That's the problem. It seems like an awful lot of time was wasted and, walking around. So, but is this kind of brings serving, us back to the athlete. Well, let me. Can I, the, I forgot yeah, the guy. Uh, is okay. it jo- uh, What Jonah? I'm Jonah. Yes. Jonah, so do you you believe that gods can be created, right? Uh, no, I don't know what you would that have means. to understand the eternity. Jonah, what is it? Do you believe that you believe god. that a god can be created, coming to existence at a certain point in time? I've never thought or believed that. I don't know what that even means. No, no. Okay, I, so I, that, I think I know what he's getting at. He's trying to say if you believe in in what we've often quoted in eternal progression that as as god is now uh sorry uh, say it again as Brad. man is now god once was as, as man, man is, is now, god, as god is as man god may is become now, man may become yes. and there's an insinuation that if we believe in internal increase that there's a nascent moment in which uh, a, a spirit starts now that would be a bastardization of what we believe because we believe that before you were created as a spirit body, you were actually an intelligence. That that and that intelligences are internal. So you would inherently, you could spin it that way. Like you could spin it that way if you wanted to. And in an uninitiated, uh, uneducated Mormon might think that's that's a correct interpretation. But to understand the eternities, eternal condemnation is eternal condemnation because it is eternal, and God is eternal. Therefore, it is God's condemnation. You know, there's there's there is a semantic argument there. You can't say you know when God was created because you can't understand the eternities. That's like telling a fourth dimensional being that he can understand the fifth dimension. That's impossible. Here, let me answer your question. Yes. We're all gods. Just like the Bible says. We are all gods. Well, you're just being that. You're just saying that uh, for the sake of argument combatively in order to provide. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. The Bible says ye are gods. The children of men are men. The children of chickens are chickens. The children of fish are fish. The children of gods are gods. We're gods. The Bible says we are gods. Every Bible that you read, every translation, every manuscript, every version says ye are gods. So we're all gods. What, right? What's it say right after that? What does it say right after that, Jonah? <laughs> 55,000 the, ver- the next words. line of the scripture you just quoted. Do you know what it say, says after that? Bust out Bible, bro. Bust it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I, I, it I, says never the mind. Ver- no, it's just the very just next line. The, uh, literally the very next line. Are you line. talking about in the... Oh, so, let talk about in the... In, <laughs> are, are you talking Psalm about in, in Psalm or in when Christ quotes it? Well, I mean, he's quoting from the Psalms, right? Hey, well, actually, look it up. 
Psalm 82. Who can get it? Who can get it? Psalm 82. Yes, it is. Who can get it? What's the very next line say after the passage you just quoted? It's very relevant. But ye shall die like men, because he's referring to what Michael Heiser calls sons of gods. And of the sons of gods, some are are fallen gods, others are not. And this gets into the entire concept of monolatry. Well, but but it, it, it get I mean it points to uh, you shall be joint heirs with Christ, you shall sit on the throne with God with, with me as I sit on the throne with God. I mean this But th- this is the disqualifying mechanism of my salvation, right? That this no, misunderstanding. But, uh, so anybody that has a misunderstanding of the nature of God is disqualified no, from his salvation. No. No, no, because like that's why I said God doesn't give us a theology exam. That's not the point. The point is new creation, new birth that the Holy well, Spirit then, but does. You just gave but you me said a theology that I, exam. You said that you know but, that I'm not saved because I'm not accepting the real Jesus yeah. based upon right. a theological litmus. You just you just gave me one. And in Cardi, right, well, predetermined we got to accept the real Jesus. I'm not guys, so, but see, but, but 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 what I'm saying is something from Scripture, right? It's just like you couldn't say. I worship Molech and say that's actually Yahweh. Catholics torture right? gypsies during the Inquisition saying they were quoting scriptures the whole time. We can always Wait, result to say no, no. I'm quoting scripture. I quoted scripture. I gave you scripture. And you then I asked question. you what the next line said, which says, nevertheless, you'll die. Well, like what? Technically, it's like men. That's the, the point. These aren't literal gods. Do you believe gods can also die? That, that scripture says so. Jesus what are you did. talking about? Okay, it says so gods, gods can will die like men. That's literally so you believe. Just so here's your conception Jesus of God. Like just, a man nailed to a just cross. Jonah, just uh, this is not about even us arguing. It's, it's about just us showing the difference and why okay. we. Don't, it's not like we're trying to keep people out of a club. Why there's a legitimate problem with LDS conceptions of what God is in the first place. I, I just you, read the scriptures, man. I just you, I but you didn't even read, know the next line. You just you know? read the scripture I, that says you're gods, vocab, and then you're like, vocab, but you're to not. To be fair, to be I, fair, I don't get let's, it. Let's just read the whole thing. I have said ye are gods. You skipped all the way to ye shall die like men. It says, and ye are children of the most high. So don't try to like get him. Well, no, on. I was reading the next line. I, we can read it all if you want. Uh, I'm fine no, with that. When you're, when you're asking nowhere, on the spot to say the next line, this is what the Hebrews no, nowhere like in that, you all the time. Nowhere right? in that does it say, but, but you're actually not gods. It says you're gods. I mean, well, wait, yeah, of course, and, and we, what you're so saying, know what it so you believe to, we know how the New Testament quotes it later, specifically um, by Paul and John. Yes. And rather Paul and, and John quoting Christ, where we're literally being elevated. We are joint heirs with Christ and will be glorified yes. with him in Romans 8. And then in Revelation, we will sit on the same throne as Christ and God. I would say that means we're gods, yeah. whatever word you want to use. Okay, this is my last question. I, I just no, wait, this is my last question for Vogue. No, right, stop, stop, stop. So, but but guys, questions. understand, you're not really letting me answer, which is fine. And I know, it's a, I, you're a lot more geared up about it. I'm not, sorry, you know, we're all like, Brad, so take, you know, take it, Brad. I'm but sorry, brother. just, I just, I just want you to understand that regardless of how mad you are, or what you think is going on, just at least understand this is the reason why there's the chasm, the stuff you're saying, I'm not able to respond to it all. Cause you're kind of moving and going It's three for you. But the, the stuff you just said, you don't, it's difficult for you to see how utterly offensive and it's not just offensive. Like our feelings are hurt. But utterly foreign, we believe it is to the text of Scripture to have gods who come into being and then can die. We don't believe the LDS conception of God is even really a proper conception of God. And so that's why we come back to Jesus, because that's where our belief and, it matters what you believe about him. And maybe he, he didn't come into existence and he doesn't die in any permanent in any permanent sense in the sense he ceases to exist or anything like that. Same thing with the the rest. And so that's the difference is we're we're talking about the nature of God and that, that that's what our salvation is dependent upon. If we so we're not trying to kick people that, out needlessly. If we repent of that false belief and adopt your Calvinist belief, 
can we be saved? But I never put Calvinism as the as the litmus test. I would just say accept the gospel. Okay, so so if I repent of my bad LDS influenced belief in the wrong think nature of God, and I accept what you interpret as the gospel mm-hmm. and your interpretation of scripture, can that then qualify me for being amongst the saved. I'm looking for salvation, bro. You're my pastor. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I want to be saved. I wouldn't say help me. Help me, brother. Y- y- repent and believe in Jesus. You got it. Yes. So the the act of we me do. repenting of my wrong think and believing in the gospel, I can rest assured I'm saved. This is not a trap. I'm 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 trying to be the the, the plow. Boy. Yeah, I mean that's the message that they preach in Acts chapter two, right? That's what they preach. That's what we still preach. Okay. We're just saying that the Jesus and the gospel you and I are preaching is different. Upon, would that be dependent upon me choosing to let go of my LDS beliefs and adopt the gospel, or is that not a decision I make because God? already predestined it well wait, hold on the, the ultimate question you're at because i feel like there's a few questions in there what's the ultimate question you're asking you're saying is how do i be saved in the state of being a mormon who's got an incorrect interpretation of god what do i have to do repent and believe so if i repent of my lds views of the nature of god and I adopt the ones you have presented me. If I choose to do that, I now qualify to be amongst the ones that are are taken for God's use, the good ones. The same. Well, we we wouldn't say the good ones though. It's the sa- they'd be the saved ones I, or the chosen ones. Here. I'm just saying I qualify yeah. for salvation because I choose to leave my Mormon incorrect interpretation of God's unknown birth date behind and adopt a more properly eternal view, as you say, is, is, is referenced in scripture. Yes. Except it's the idea of qualified. None of us are qualified for eternal life. Jesus is the only one who's qualified. And by believing in him, so we're unified with him. Qualified? I'm a fine, I'm a plow boy. And you've just told me I'm <laughs> condemned because I'm Mormon. What can I do? No, no, you're not. Can, it, 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 it's, it's actually, it's stronger than that. We're not, you're not condemned because you're Mormon or Buddhist or we're all condemned by virtue of being connected to Adam. That's what Romans chapter five says. Okay. How do I get out of Adam's bad? Into, yeah. Yeah. How do you get out of the first how Adam I, into the second Adam or the last Adam? Pool? Like what? Yes, that's exactly it. And then I guess I don't understand. Cause when I can't, how do I ask to a predestined person? I'm trying to be respectful here, but how do I ask a person that believes in predestination? What can I do? if I don't have the capacity to do because God has chosen what is done already, doesn't that just condemn me before all of this happens to whatever God has already chosen, which means there's no point in believing or choosing in the first place. Well, there's a great answer for that. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. But didn't those God who are in the flesh that way? Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, 
but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells upon you, okay, the New York or dwells Times in you, I'm sorry. At a fifth grade level. The New York Times is written at a fifth grade level in an attempt, that's their policy, in an attempt to try and be most accessible. And you yourself said it can't be the gospel unless it's interpretable by a plowboy. I, I, that's like the threshold, right? Or the... the, the, the no, I was saying the scripture's clear and are, are, are the basically sure. But the, the idea is that if you believe, it's because God gave you the gift to believe as well, because he's changed your heart. So you don't right now. That's why I read this. Those I'm who are in the flesh cannot the, please God. Okay, so it's due to my lacking mine or the way God everyone's everyone. No, no, everyone's. Yeah, so Romans three. There is there is none who do good. No, not one. No, not not one who's righteous. Not even one. Okay, so everyone is predestined to not understanding because no one is righteous, but some of us can adopt the gospel, as you say, and interpret the gospel through scripture in order to become part of that saved group of people, right? No, th there's some who are predestined before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 1 says. So okay, they're so not predestined to misunderstand. They're predestined to eternal life. I mean, so check this out. Ephesians 1, 3. What blessed should I be asking? Like, how, how can I ask? God have mercy on me, a sinner, just like the, just like the, the publican did. Remember the publican in Luke? Yes. He said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. That's that's what we should ask him. So God if have I, mercy if I on me, a sinner. If I choose to ask God to have mercy upon me as a sinner, then I can qualify for salvation. The, I'm, I'm, I'm using that in the sense of saying the heart attitude towards okay. who God is, not like some formulaic thing. So that's the outward thing. manifestation of the inward humility, right? Yeah, but see, the in, it's inward, see, it's not our own virtue. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be difficult, but it's because God has in worked on your heart. He has given you a new heart. He has replaced the heart of stone with the heart of flesh. But that won't happen based off of anything I choose to do for right. this conversation. Then that, that is the it essence. It will only yes. happen if I'm predestined to have it happen at some point in my life that apparently yes. hasn't happened yet. Yes. That, so yes. you and I both, in hopes that I am saved, have to just kind of wait around until God predestines no. me? No. So, so, uh, so everything you're tracking with what I'm saying at this point, from what I can tell, and I think I'm tracking what you're saying at this point, but that the, the difference is, so we're, none of us are omniscient. And what I mean by that is we don't know anything about who's, and we, it's too much for us to act like we know. So our job is to be faithful witnesses, no matter what. Well, if we don't so know, that, that's fulfilling the great, those that don't fully understand God, Yet, but that's fulfilling the great commission, right? Jesus says, Go therefore into all the work, preach the, the gospel, make disciples of all nations, right? So, that our, our job is not to determine because that's never been our that's not in our pay grade, so to speak. Our job is to be faithful witnesses, and we we just simply don't know. I never assume so, anything about anybody in regards to that, we just don't know. Okay, so you, you, you want to we hope souls. the best, so, huh? so you want you want to save souls and fulfill that great commission, like go out yes. and, and teach the truth. So now you've effectively taught me the truth that my, I don't want to say wrong th thing because that's in George Orwell's book and that's a loaded uh, terminology. My, <laughs> um, let's just say false understanding. Okay. So my false understanding has been corrected. Is there anything like when Jesus Christ said, um, you know, repent of your sins. There's the act of repentance. Mm -hmm. Like, like we've, God said, go and sin no more to the woman caught in adultery. Right. Right. Yeah. If, if my adultery, my corruption of the word is a misunderstanding of the nature of God, 
what can I do to go sin no more that isn't predetermined? Because there's nothing predetermined that's not predetermined. Well, you got to turn in one of those letters that say you're leaving the Mormon church. Okay, so would <laughs> would forsaking... What? That that sounds an awful lot like a work. But that's an answer. That's an uh, answer. Guys, guys I, I feel like that I would hope like it... sounds like a deed, an act, right? <laughs> But I feel like with my last answer, you understand... I'm not really saying that's the essence I, oh, of the gospel. I know. So, I'm, I'm just joking. Oh, right what, I'm, yeah. what I'm saying I, I is... I was getting somewhere. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, just, no, you no, you were getting somewhere. I'm the not. last part, I say partially in jest, but it's the idea okay. of forsaking everything else before. So whatever it else, whatever, you know, like me, my testimony is, you know, I essentially worshipped. This sounds weird now, but I worshipped underground hip-hop culture. I was immersed in it. So oh, I thought about... False gods. That's <clears> makes sense. Cool. Sounds cool. Actually. I love <laughs> yeah, the kind of boys. over. It overtook my life. I was sort of delusional about what I thought I was going to do. And it just, it was, you know, it was just like, and I, and it, I didn't, it took me a long time to, to realize that. <clears throat> and the Lord, you know, over time uh, worked on my heart and it doesn't mean you become perfect or anything like that. Okay. But there was an understanding that I clearly had false idols. Uh, you know, they weren't named Molech and Chemosh, but it was, it was definitely, you know, so underground our, rap our battles and all that. False idols, a, a misinterpretation of God's nature. It seems <laughs> like we want to shift into the Athanasian creed talk. Is that a good segue then? Maybe just so, if I could read one more scripture that I think is related to this. Hit it. And it's, it's not a, a bunch of lines, but it's from Ephesians again. 90s hip hop culture beatbox while you're doing it. Will that kind of be a good way to split the hair? <laughs> can you, you, sure. Can you rap it? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, hold on. If you give me a second. I can rap basically what we were talking about. Just you got to understand yes. that I'm only uh, uh, a mediocre, a mediocre rapper. But yeah, we we could try it because I awesome. think I have. Don't awesome, be dude. modest. This is great. That's awesome. <laughs> I think I have um, a, a a verse that would basically <clears throat> say what I'm saying. So you got a beatbox? You're saying? I had I I ate it. I had three really important questions, and they're really oh. quick questions. Well, then we're going to oh, do gonna something. Rap. He's going to rap. I know, but, uh, we, but do you really I, got a beatbox? I, I want Brad and I to be able to get a little more talk time in, for, okay. in this. Uh, after after the rap, though. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But rap. do you have a beatbox for real? Yeah, Cardinal do it. Oh, don't put me on the spot like that. I was You're not on the, spot. on the spot. You're on the spot. I was not the beatboxer, man. That wasn't me. Oh, dude. I thought you said you were going to do that. But all right, whatever. Does someone have it? I don't know. <laughs> what beat do you want? That turn, it turn it up. Okay, turn it up. <clears throat> I can't hear it. You got to get a lot louder than that. Let's see. Oh, here, I got you. I can't do it. There you go. Okay. Lost in sin, but since then, been tossed in the ocean, convinced men to do the same with devotion. Not a plain convention, but a strange invention. Not a page was written and the age was mentioned. Chosen, holding to predestination. Seek the text, the best explanation. Ephesians 1, no one to seek his son. Reading Paul's letter to the road, man. So now I know that no man is observing. No working is ever working, but he is worthy, and that's a sure thing. I'm observing that he is searching us out. No doubt can't figure it out. Yeah! That was awesome. Right. That was awesome. Okay. Beautiful. Now, as you ask this next Ooh. question, Vocab, I want to make sure Brad and I get enough time to spot, as, as well as Jonah. Cardi, you have... You no, I've, I've That was a great film. rap. That I was had a literally that was rap. beautiful, Vocab. Two very quick questions. These are not loaded questions. Okay? 
Every okay. time we talk, he, Vocab does this and he looks down and laughs, okay? You gotta, every <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not that funny we looking. All do I think too. I'm pretty handsome. No, I was we laughing at Quake who's saying he's going to ask me two quick questions. No, that's exactly. what I was laughing at. <laughs> because <laughs> what's going to really be... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like this is kind of like totalitarian communism. And I don't mean that against you personally, but I kind of feel like this is Stalin. And Did you get <laughs> my notes? So, okay, yeah. okay. Good impression. That was a no. solid impression. Here's my, here's my first question. Because I've I've always legit I've never got a chance to ask Aaron this on the subject oh, of gosh. predestination. I want to know first if God predestined the Book of Mormon. Uh yeah. Okay. Now, to make sure I'm not being ignorant here, I'm gonna read this verse about the entire Book of Mormon and Moroni 10. And the verse says this And God shall show unto you that which I have written is true. Did he predestine that verse to be in the Book of Mormon? Yes, he is in predestined all false prophets. So he he predestined a book that you consider to be false with a testimony of its truth before the foundations of this world. Yeah, same thing with the Quran. All right, I think that's kind of silly, but those are my questions. I told you to be quick. Okay, let's get to the Athanasian. Good degree. straight answers though. Yeah, yeah. straight consistent. Yeah, so, so uh, wow, us- if the first third of the video could have gone that fast, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>